and welcome to episode 30 of the Hot Toy Cast, the fully grown man version of our most prestigious podcast where we discuss all things high-end action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Sideshow, Collectibles, Star Race, and many, many more. With me today is one Michael W. Crawford Esquire. What does W stand for, Mike? William. We were going to go, I was going to go for Wilfred. <laughs> no, nothing quite that uh, esoteric. Okay, and uh, my name is Sir Eamon of the House of O'Donoghue. Sadly, we are a man down today. Jeff Parker has found it increasingly difficult to keep up with his travels and supplies and still get the podcast in. Mike and myself, we, we, we don't really care about our family as much as Jeff do, so we're going to carry on. That's yeah, that do. bastard has a life. Come he, on. he has. Life. Action figures is life. That's right. Life is action figures. <sighs> life is one big articulation, man. Right. We, oh, by the way, uh, for those of you who missed out, if, we hope you enjoyed our uh, podcast last time where we had Mez from Mezco on. If you haven't listened to it already, please do listen to it. It's one of our best podcasts uh, yet because you drops loads of little factoid bomb stuff that is like ahead of San Diego Comic Con. So if you haven't listened to episode 29 already, get on there and listen to episode 29 after you listen to this podcast, by the way. Uh, uh, with that in mind, we also have more. Ex- we have some exclusives. Uh, reviews that so we've been lucky enough to be sent well Mike has been lucky enough to be sent some uh, advanced figures that uh, no one else has actually in hand yet as far as we know we definitely know uh, Sons of Anarchy so we're going to reveal Sons of Anarchy today we we, we know that uh, Mike is definitely the first one to have Sons of Anarchy uh, we don't know about uh, Star Trek from QMX but we th- we think that we're, Mike might be the first one to get those in there too but definitely Sons of Anarchy uh, so we'll be reviewing those later on, but before we get on with that, we're going to do some more regular reviews, and we're going to start off with Hot Toys Ultron Prime, which I do not have, but he's he's pretty big. I've seen some reviews online. I mean, he's he's pretty big, isn't he, Mike? Yeah, he's a, he's a good-sized figure. You know, he's back up in at over 16 inches there. He's nice and tall. The, the, the paint job is gorgeous. He's got that... Uh uh, let's see, he's a vibranium, no, he's admanium, right? Um, yeah, he would be admanium. Um, and, uh, he is very clean, very sharp. They've managed, managed to make that plastic look like metal. Right. He's got a super amount of detail. Again, this is, you know, Hot Toys really seems to excel with robot articulation, uh, in these figures. He's got a super amount of detail, especially around the waist and in the, in the chest, um, now it's not all peaches and cream. There are some problems. He's got uh, all right. a, a really weird expression. There's something about the eyes. Now, now he has to have the eyes lit up, right? He, with the eyes not lit, it, it's just not sort of the same thing. It's not quite like Iron Man, right? Where where the eyes are only lit at certain times. Here, pretty much always, his eyes are lit up when you see him on screen. So so the light up feature is pretty critical when you don't have the light on the, the face has this weird kind of sad like he's about ready to cry look that's really kind of odd settled uh, yeah he looks like like weepy ultron uh, and then, uh, but you turn the lights on, he looks great. Uh, only problem is turning the lights on is a bitch. Um, you know, so another one of those situations where getting to the, the switches requires removing pieces of yep. the, the uh, body, and it's not easy to do. The arms are pretty pretty decent, but the, the, the head is really a pain in the ass. So, um, you know, it's another situation where they kind of failed on the light-up feature uh, on a figure that it was pretty critical on. Um, but otherwise, you know, he's a really great-looking figure on the shelf. He does. He is. He is impressive. Stand next to everybody. He's big. What I especially liked about him actually was the light up on the inside of the body. The red lights on the inner. Torso. Yeah, the red and on the arms. They're in the torso and in the arms, um, and they do shine through pretty well. Yeah, that's, that stuff probably looks really better in a dimmer light as well. But on a, on a bright light, it's pretty okay as well. 
Yeah, yeah, even in room light, it, it shines up pretty well. Now, what's his jaw? Does his jaw move? And is yeah, it's articulated, and when you open it up, he has those little sculpted teeth inside there. Ah, right, okay, okay. Yeah, but that was the kind of thing that kind of threw me off about that. I mean, I personally... I mean, Ultron's, a, it's a nice story, but I, I don't actually have room for him in, in kind of my Avengers collection, kind of stuff, so I opted not to get out. But what you do is you, you kind of get a bunch of little Ultrons with some of the figures anyway, with some, mm -hmm. like, particularly the Iron Man and, and stuff like that. You get a, a couple of the Iron Mans, you get some Ultron, uh, not primes, but you get one, you get the, one of those trooper, the Iron Sentries, you get one of those with the base of the Mark, on the Mark 43, I think. Mm -hmm. And then you get uh, you get another bait. You get an, one of the old regular foot soldier kind of Ultron-y, silvery dudes with the Mark Forty Five, which I do have. But uh, we'll just finish off an Ultron there. Uh, what about the articulation on him and how many? Because the, the thing about some of these is is like the elbow articulation and, and some of that stuff. I mean, how uh, the elbow is not bad. You can get you know ninety degrees out of it. Um, the 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 problem here is really in. Um, well, actually, there's not a lot of trouble with the articulation, if I think about it. The neck is real good. It's, they've, they've made the head a separate piece uh, from the uh, pieces in the neck, and they've also given it um, some of a rubbery uh, material at the base of the neck so you can kind of move things around a little better. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the legs, the hips, they pop down and out like uh, some of the Iron Men do to give you some of the deeper stances. And, uh, and there's a little more articulation in the waist than you might expect just from looking at him because he looks pretty solid in there. You're not going to be able to turn the body much, but you can get some forward and backward uh, tilting. The, you know, the knees are double pin, the ankles. Uh, I, had to, I had to play with them a bit and get them to pop loose, but once they did, I was able to get a lot of good rocker movement out of them. Um, so overall, and like I said, the jaw is articulated, which is a nice touch. The shoulder armor, uh, that's, that's articulated so with a spring action, so it kind of moves up and out of the way of the arms. Cool. They're getting better so, with that kind yeah. of stuff. They're, they're clipping yeah, so stuff. overall, he's pretty good. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's Ultron. I mean, does how uh, he won't fit in the cabinet, will he? You'd have to move, raise one of your shelves. Well, he's uh, yeah, he's just a hair over sixteen inches. So yeah, you're gonna have to give him some space somehow. About Avatar height and Avatar Jake's yeah. height, kind of kind of level. Okay. Well, keeping with the Ultron, I have with me here. Ooh, uh, let me reach over and grab magic because he's quite heavy because he's diecast, isn't he? Um, the Iron Man Mark Forty Five from Age of Ultron, and. I'm absolutely stoked with this figure. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for Iron Man figures, but each and every one we seem to be getting, there's always little Mark improvement, no pun intended. Um, this is the particular Iron Man that I was really excited about because this is what I call the Ferrari Iron Man. And this is as soon as I saw it, yeah. like, oh, that looks like a Ferrari. And sure enough, I actually read in the description of the creation of them, they said they wanted something a bit more like a sports car, like a Ferrari. So what I love about this one is, I, 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 to me, this is a very different design of an Iron Man to all the others. All the other ones are very blocky, rudimentary, some, some rounded surfaces and stuff like that. This, mm -hmm. one, this one is very organic. You know, it's a bit more uh, anatomically human looking, uh, where, you know, you've got separations and biceps, forearms and things like that. And it's just, it's a, just a very different design of an Iron Man. And I, and I really, really, really like this. It's, it is die cast. So you got, um, you got die cast on his thighs, lower legs, plastic feet. You got die cast on his biceps and triceps. And his shoulder pads are cold, so they're steel too. So they feel, yeah, they, they do actually feel cold. His top of his shoulders do not feel Oh, they're cold mm -hmm. too. This is actually more die-cast than any of the other Iron Mans, I think. Mm. So, that's pretty good. He is heavier yeah. than the other Iron Mans. I will, I will say that he's quite heavy. I mean, the box is quite heavy, but then the base is quite substantial with this because you get a really kind of a, a sort of a, a, a kind of a stepping stone kind of almost ruined kind of a set piece here that uh, you could, and, and as I said, you get an Ultron with him. What's, mm. cool, what's cool about this Ultron is you can take off his head. 
And well, even though it said in the instructions he can hold the head, I have still figured not figured out how he holds the head. Because in, hmm. in the instruction P, he just literally holds it with the palm like that face down. And I, I, I thought it might be a magnetized head. You could magnetize it to a hand or something like that. But I haven't quite figured that out yet. So maybe I'm being an idiot, idiot and stuff. But it's a nice, you know, it's it's a simple little Ultron. For those of you who have the um, uh, the quarter scale Mark 43. Is it a Mark? Yeah, the quarter scale Mark 43. It's very similar to the uh, Ultron bits you get with that. It's very kind of yeah. a similar kind of a plastic. Not... It, it, it's, it's enough detail for a diamond. It, 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 is, it is a little lower on detail than other things, but it, 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 it serves the purpose fine. You can pop, take parts off, take a part of an arm out and spread it out and things. Um, I, re I, I really like this one. I haven't braved doing the punch pose, but I did try it a bit last night because this one comes with a collapsible um, hip and has little flaps that fold up on, on the leg and has the flaps that fold up on the button. I, I haven't tried to do the punch down pose. But he doesn't come with the separated torso like that Iron Man Mark III did. So I'm imagining you probably can't. But he does have actually still quite a, quite, quite a lot of movement. And um, he's got some extra, like... With each of new Iron Man, they, they seem to advance and they seem to try to, like, write, well, that's physically impossible because it's a CGI character, so we'll have to adapt this. So on this one, the forearms snap down. You know the yeah. way you pull down the, 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 the hips? Well, it's a, right. similar, a similar thing with this. You have to pull the forearms down so you can actually get a bicep... He can actually curl that bicep kind of right up, up, up so he can on both mm. arms. And also the, um, the feet as well, they separate as well. So they separate a little bit as well. And uh, th there's an odd little... The feet, watch the feet on this when you take it out of the box, guys, because it's, 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 it's got many sections to it. So if you start articulating without knowing where things move, one of the pieces will snap off, which it did on me, but it's, it just pops back on, so don't worry about it. It's just at the bottom of the shin there. So you just have to be a little bit careful on that. The paint job on him is lovely. It's that kind of really nice, shiny, metallic red again. It's a really deep red. It's uh, it's not as uh, deep as the Civil War one, but it is it is a similar armor to the Civil War one, but not, but not quite. And and I just I just really like this figure. It's it's heavy. It's weighty. It feels like a deluxe item. You know, you you pick up the other Iron Man again in comparison to him, and it's just as as you know, they just feel lighter and insignificant now. When you got when now you got die-cast Iron Mans, you're like, oh. They feel really nice, and, and this one's beautiful. Yeah, once you go die, once you go diecast, it's hard to go back. Especially for Iron Man's. Yep. Especially there seems to be a bit of a fad lately at the moment. With lots more products coming out with diecast bits in it. They had Star Wars figures with diecast. There's these um, uh, there's J Jada Jada people are bringing out diecast miniature figures and stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, is 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 diecast is metal becoming really cheap now or something, or or is, is plastic becoming more expensive than metal, or why why are we going diecast? Because I'm fine with diecast. But I'd just always be wondering, man, if, you know, earthquakes or if that drops on the cat's head, the kind of a thing, I'd always be worried about it sculling a, sculling a poor critter if those things fell off the shelf. So I'm always a bit dubious <laughs> about diecast unless they're printed in. But, um, yeah, no, this Iron Man's lovely. It's very organic, very shapely. Um, I, I personally, you know, I've actually gotten, I've actually a bit of an Iron Man figure cull lately where I've, I got the whole environment and it forced me, as I mentioned previously, it forced me to kind of condense my Iron Man collection into a really badass collection. So it's now the really screen, screen time Iron Man figures mm -hmm. that I now get, kind of a thing. So this one's beautiful. I, I highly recommend this Iron Man. It, his face is a little different. It's a bit more of an aggressive uh, sculpt on it as well with the face plate. Great articulation on the head. He's lovely, lovely. Little, little nicks of paint here and there to give it that sense of realism. His eyes light up, uh, his chest lights up, and as you mentioned earlier with Age of Ultron, you do have to take off the forearm panels to get out the lights. You have to take off the, 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 top, the top of the head to get out the lights, but that's actually 
nicely done. That's an easy thing to pop off. But the forearms are a bit difficult. You have to kind of wedge your nails around them. And generally speaking, when you kind of have to wedge your nail into something, it, it's not a nice feeling because you're always worried about scratching right. up, uh, nicking a bit well, of Well, that's kind of like what the, the head on Prime, Ultra Prime is like. you got to have to actually wedge. They give you this little plastic thing, right? To do right, it. yeah. But you're going to lose that after about 30 seconds, and you kind of have to wedge your fingernail in there and pop it up, which with a figure like Ultron where you've got that that super nice paint job, you really do worry about scratching. You do, and I also wish, I know it's a bit of a tall ask, I suppose it is a quite a tall ask, but I really wish it was just a one-switch light system and all these, because I got the, uh, and it's it, it's 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 one thing not doing it on a quarter scale, I'm like, right, fine, maybe they don't have enough room to wire the cables around, but I, I, do, I did eventually, as I predicted, I would get that quarter scale Iron Man. That, mm-hmm. you, that you guys have and that Jeff was raving about last time and uh, that thing's got lights two sets of lights on the three sets of lights on each leg mm-hmm. that's three different switches yep that is annoying as hell. If you've got a if you've got a friend around and you go, oh, check out a cool new Iron figure, you're like, hold on a second for five minutes. <laughs> switch, switch, take off the panels, and they're all behind panels, all of them. Oh yeah. It's a pin in the butt. I can't. I I, I really wish now that we could have a one switch all system on this. I I I can't understand why they couldn't have a wire system in there throughout the whole skeleton, because no one's going to rotate the arm 160 degrees, are they? Or 360 degrees. No one's going to rotate a leg. 360 degrees because you can't rotate legs 360 degrees so I'm actually physically wondering why they can't thread the wires through the articulation mm. is that maybe maybe it's just a bit of an engineering nightmare and it might be just not cost effective I don't know it's just I'm, I'm, I would just like for these lights to be a little bit more uniform but you know that's just I guess one of those things maybe in a few years time they'll figure out a cool new system and I'd love for these things just to be like you know remote control lights Come mm-hmm. on, we've got remote control. Done, yeah. We've got we've got remote control. Uh, the sounds. I want yep. remote control lights, please. Why can't we have this? I I I. I it's just oh, oh. I, But I guess these things are getting so expensive now. Maybe that would just put the price tag even more. But I don't know. He's expensive. This one too, isn't he? This uh, any of the diecasts it tend to be. I mean, this was like this was over two hundred pounds in in mm-hmm. UK. So that's whatever it's going to be. Although with Brexit. The pound is worth a lot less now, so that's probably good for you guys over there. So it'll probably be a little yeah. bit cheaper. Yeah, so that that's that. All right. Okay, on to the next one. And you have you have the Flame Trooper. Mm-hmm. You have the Star Wars Force Awakens Flame Trooper. So tell us about him. Yeah, and one of the things I like about the, the Force Awakens Troopers um, is that there's enough variation in the armor. It's not like, uh, you know, one of the problems kind of with the older troopers is, well, it doesn't really matter if it's a sand trooper or if it's a regular storm trooper or it's a black hole trooper or whatever. Um, or even really the only one that, that stepped outside the norm was really the snow troopers. There was a lot of a lot of consistency outside of the helmet in the armor itself. So they kind of started to blend together. Um, I think there's more more variation in these in terms of the chest armor and um, some of the leg armor. Uh, sure, there's reuse between this guy and some of the other troopers, but it's not as much as as you might expect. Um, so he does have a pretty unique look on the shelf. Uh, I, I really love the backpack, the way they've attached it to the back. They've taken the, the tanks and they are the, the pack itself attaches with a magnet, but it also has a bar at the bottom on the back of his armor mm-hmm. that these little U supports sit in from the pack. So it, you sit it down on that and then snap it to the back. Uh, so you don't have to worry about gravity pulling it off or it's starting to slip off the back just with the magnet. 
Um, and it works really easy. It's like it, it doesn't take any real effort to put it on and take it off again, but it it stays where it belongs when it's there. Um, so that was a good design. I like the uh, the flame effect works nicely. You have to be kind of careful. There's a little tip uh, on the wand on the on the gun that comes off, and then the flame effect has that same tip that snaps back in. Uh, once you do that a couple of times, the small tip that doesn't have the flames, make sure you keep track of it because it can fall off and and you get easy to lose um, if you're not paying attention. Um, the uh, articulation is much better on this one than it has been on some of the other troopers. Uh, Why is that? I, I think it might be that the bodysuit, the underlying bodysuit, is a little stretchier this time. I was able to get deeper stances and get the arms to do more than I have been with some of the other recent Force oh, Awakens troopers. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, that, that underlying bodysuit is pretty tight. I think that this, this one's a little more stretchy. Um, I was able to get some pretty deep stances and get the legs to do a few more things than I've been able to do with some of the others. Um, and he, and in the, he's a great-looking trooper on the shelf. He really stands out amongst the rest of them, right? He's got that super bright white armor, you know, with that not a single mark on it, which I think makes kind of sense, right? With a troops like this, you want to have an intimidation factor. Yeah. And when they're that clean, if they're all that clean, it they're kind untouchable. Of says, yeah, we're not just going to kick your ass. We're going to get a smudge while we're doing it, right? Yeah, well, yeah you're going to get dirty. Yeah, we're not going to get a smudge. So, it's, so there is, you know, a certain amount of intimidation factor with all that bright white. So, yeah, he's a great figure. I was really pleased with him more so than I had been with the last couple of Force Awakens, you know, the FO troopers that that were a little less uh, poseable. The Goddard was a was a nightmare. We mentioned him. Other yeah, both of the, both that that two pack was pretty pretty rough to work with. Yeah, I was very nice. My friend Phil, hi Phil, uh, brought around um, the Snow Trooper to my to my place last weekend. We had yep. a, had, a, had a little play with him. Did we review the Snow Trooper? I think we talked about him. I really like that as well, and I'm just wondering was the backpack system is similar to that that you described, like because it, it kind of attached quite easily and nicely. And again, well, this one, like I said, it has a little bar across the bottom, so it actually sits on this little bar, and then the, the magnet snaps to it. Cool. Um, so it worked really well. Oh, yeah, even better. And now the snowtrooper didn't that have hangers and a magnet? Yeah, that one had a little thing. That kind of a little it was a little harder to get on and off with the hangers. This one was is super easy. Mm. It, uh, the, uh, what does it does it exact same leg armor than the, the snow trooper? Or the uh, I don't think so. The upper armor is a little. The thigh armor I think is a little different, or at least they've got it highlighted with those black lines a little differently. Cool. He also has a an added velcro strap around the right cool. thigh with some little canisters. I don't know. I'm assuming they have something to do with his his flamethrower, but yeah. Um, yeah, they're very, they're very. All those troopers. I mean, you'd ha I'd have them all personally because they're just really kind of cool and interesting to have and stuff like that. But I'm glad. Well, the nice thing about the flame trooper too is you don't need five of them. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the kind of trooper who can sit there and stand out on his own and sort of be in front of a group of other troopers. Because we only saw like what are we also what are two of them? Did we? Yeah, yeah. You don't need like ten of them. Shit, they'll set each other's tanks off. <laughs> yeah, Which, this guy actually has kind of a cool... Uh, one of the. It, I love how, how good Hot Toys is with the small details. There's actually what looks like would be either a pressure release valve or maybe a, a, a tank, a, a way to empty and fill the tanks that's in back uh, That's that's uh, has a little chain on it. Uh, it doesn't actually open up, but if it did, the little chain would ensure that you didn't lose the, the piece that comes off. Um, and that's just a really cool little detail, you know. Uh, they, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to include the chain. Nobody would have noticed, but they did. I like I like when they do little things like that. Yeah. I, actually, I actually forget a few things about the Iron Man Mark thingy looking over. It does come with like the uh, pulse, uh, uh, repulsor, not repulsor, but like the jets. You can attach this one to come with jets. So I forgot to mention that. It comes with the jets and it comes with the beams that he does the big laser. And he slices mm -hmm. all of them. It comes with that. Anyway. 
So, right, that's that's no trooper. So we better move on because we, we we do have a lot to cover. Now, uh, the next one we have is uh, well, this will actually break off branch off to another slight conversation, I think, and I, I think we might we will we'll tread carefully on this one. Uh, but anyway, I have here the I just call it Old Man Arnie. It is the Terminator Genesis T800. It's uh, it's from a terrible film, but I love this figure. I repeat, terrible film. <laughs> love the figure. I love this figure. I was a bit dubious about getting a figure from such a rubbish movie. Uh, but I, I'm a sucker for Arnie, and I absolutely love this figure. Uh, what I what I what I especially like about him that he's got a, a nice body. It looks like Old Man Arnie. It's got the same kind of anatomy as Old Man Arnie. He's got new hands. They're they're thicker. They're kind of fatter or older. Um, the detail on the, the details on his face and his neck and everything are so nice. As as we just saw, like the Han Solo uh, from uh, for, uh, from Force Awakens, the reveal piece mm-hmm. of Han Solo Force Awakens. They're very good. With, you know, obviously when a character has got more wrinkles, it can add a lot more depth and texture to the figure. Right. And so the likeness can even come out even more. But on this, the likeness of Old Man Arnie is so good. It's really good. Uh, he's a very minimal figure. Uh, the stand is one of those nice actual DX DX light up stands, so that's kind of cool if 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 you want to use that with the little movable lights in the front, and that, that's kind of cool. And but o- other than that, he comes with a shotgun. He comes with a pump action mm. shotgun and has a little little catch that you can open and see little capsules or the little cartridges in there if you want. And and that's it. Uh, it co- obviously comes with his leather, lovely leather jacket, a hoodie, the hood that you can pull up, and it comes with two head sculpts: uh, a clean head and a battle damaged head. Now, what I will say is, this is the first time I've seen Hot Toys produce a box that the art character does not resemble what the figure is, because on the box, the artwork on this box, it's distinctively grey-haired Arnie. Right. You know, grey-haired old man Arnie, and this figure is not grey-haired. He comes with two different head sculpts, are both kind of brown-haired, slightly younger version, and and just one is one is more battle damaged than the other, and, and that's, that's that's kind of disappointing. So. With that in mind, this will branch off to a new conversation. I did something naughty. Now, I'm not going to be under any illusions here, but I did do, some, do something naughty. And I bought a custom head. That mm. was essentially what I actually think is a recast of the Hot Toys head uh, with grey hair. Uh. And this then opens up our conversation about the whole recasting thing in, lately. Because on the, on, the, on the community and Facebook things lately, there's been some pretty intense arguments about whether it's wrong, whether it's right, whether it's acceptable, whether it's not. Um, it's wrong. Flat out. It is it is wrong. Is it yeah. damaging? That's arguable. That's the thing. Is it damaging? Is anyone really, really, really losing out in pocket over this? Is is it really that bad? I, it's, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is a small crime. I would call it a small crime, but I think people out there who's saying that, oh, well, you know, this guy stuck it, stole, stole it from this and all the other... In particular, the argument was, I believe, was about um, an Indiana Jones head sculpt. Mm-hmm. That was tend to be what the argument was about, that somebody released a... a uh, somebody sculpt, some artist sculpted an Indiana Jones head, and it was a custom head, and this artist got paid a nice bit of money to sculpt this head. But then... Somebody obviously got a hold of the head and re-sculpt, re uh, recast it. That's kind of a. I mean, where where are you sitting on all this, Mike? Where 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 do you stand? Well, it's a it's a as you said, it's wrong. I mean, if you're if you're not paying the copyright holder for their original work, 
uh, is wrong. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. You don't get to take something that someone else has created and come up with, and then uh, and make money off of it for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like you said, I mean, if it, th- there's a lot of situations where um, if I'm then if I'm doing that, let's say I'm making five hundred uh, of a of a particular head. Um, that's where you start to get into some real problems, even yeah. when then that head gets taken and recast, because you're, you're you're sort of, you know, it's ripping off all the way down the line. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little worse, and and I will say it makes it hard for the person who make five hundred to make the argument. Oh, that guy who recast that head, you know, he's a bastard because he stole from me. Well, you know what? When you made the five hundred heads, you were kind of stealing from the guy upstream. So it makes your argument a little more difficult. Yeah. Now, I will say that if you made a custom head and it was a one-off, if somebody contacted you as an artist and said, uh, can you make me an, an Indiana Jones head just for me, uh, and you did it, and then that head got recast 500 times, Which I'd be I think is, yeah, yeah, I'd be kind of pissed about that. Because you were doing a, you know, it's sort of like doing a sketch at a, at a comic book show. Right. If you're an artist at a comic book show, if you're, you know, Stan Lee, and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, can you do me a quick Spidey sketch?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that person makes 500 copies of that. It's, you know, sure, Marvel owned the original license, but it was still kind of cheesebally that you took something that you asked as a as an individual, uh, and then and then did that. No. It was kind of a dick move. It is. It is. It is. It is. No. The argument that I hear back then is, which I don't agree with personally, the argument that I hear back, especially with regards to like, the Indiana Jones head, which was some guy asked to make an Indiana Jones head and then somebody else pilfered it. Somebody else copied that. So it is, it's not... The argument there is, well, but that guy had no license to produce that Indiana Jones head from the company. Harrison Ford is out of pocket. And, you know, that's essentially saying two wrongs to make a right there. And it's like two wrongs do not make a right. It, it's, right. It, it's, 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 it's a non-argument. I mean... It's 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 just wrong. It is just wrong. But I think when it comes to yeah, when it comes to making crazy amounts like five hundred and stuff like that, I think one or two is cheeky. But yeah, fine. I think this Arnie head, for instance. I mean, I don't know how many they made and stuff. Uh, but I can't imagine anyone being particularly mad out of pocket out of it. The Indiana Jones one, as you said, that's a little harder to to swallow because that is one's particular dude at home as he's an artist he's not a manufacturer he's not a millionaire in that he's just one dude at home made a sculpt for one for another person and then that got stolen that's kind of like you know that, that that to me is that to me is a little bit too wrong i think yeah um, it gets back to the also to the whole idea of just customs in general right i mean where would customs be if you couldn't do a custom figure or something that they hadn't done but was a was a copyrighted license right i mean that's kind of the point yeah. Um, but again, custom should be, oh, I do one here, I do one there. They shouldn't be, I'm making a run of a thousand of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Right, well, that's that topic cover because we kind of wanted to talk about that for a little while. And, uh, you know, Arnie was thought was a good, good shining example for that. Because in the fairness, he should have come with a gray-haired version. He's on the box. Why did you not give us a... Uh, yeah, that doesn't a make lot- a lot of sense. I mean, you, you, you could just give us a clean gray-haired version and have the brown-haired one as the battle damage one because he tended to walk around a little bit more battle damage with the brown hair, as far as I can remember. I've only watched the movie twice. Second time I thought it was fun. The, sec- or the first time I thought it was, oh, it's, uh, it's kind of fun, but rubbish. The, the second time I watched it, oh, this is really insulting. How d- and what I did, what I didn't like was the way James Cameron said, "Oh, this is a real sequel." Yeah, mm-hmm. right. How much? How much did you get paid for that, dude? Come on, really, a real sequel? It's just, oh, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. No wonder <laughs> they're not making. No wonder they're not making a sequel. But Arnie's Arnie is brilliant in it. 
and this figure is lovely. If you're an Arnie fan... Yeah, Arnie was great in it. Yeah, you know, he's he's always great. Everybody was worried he was going to be the problem, and he turned out to be the... No, he's, it's, it's, that's the thing. And he he was asked to come back. It wasn't even his idea to come. He was asked to come back. But, but I guess, well, the Terminator license will revert back to Cameron in another year or two anyway, so but I doubt if anything will happen. But Terminator, the Genesis T-800, our old man Arnie, is a lovely figure. I highly, highly recommend he's just He's just great. I have him in with Commando. I have him in with t- the Terminator, the two other Terminator figures. And... Uh, yeah, the two other Terminators and Commando, and it's just this is a really nice irony set there to have. What I'd love now is um, them to make a new Dutch figure from Predator. That's that's what we need now, a brand new mm-hmm. Dutch with nice rubbery skin and get that stuff down. That'd be really nice. So what we're gonna do now is we are going to talk about our first we what we think is a hope a, hopefully an exclusive. Um, uh, oh, first. aren't we going to talk about Stan Lee first? Oh, yeah, Stan Lee. Let's do Stan you Lee. You cannot forget about Stan Lee. I love... How could, how could you forget about Stan Lee? Oh, I love this figure. This is such a well-done figure. This is my favorite Hot Toys figure in, in a while. And I don't really? usually buy real people, right? I don't... I'm not... I buy... I have a few Michael Jacksons, obviously a few Bruce Lees, but generally real people are not, you know, um, something that I'm fascinated by. But this Stan Lee is just so much fun, and there's just so much potential to put him with all your different Marvel characters and having him do cameos, and he's just—it's it, more of that—that <laughs> that more of the kid in you again, right? That that this figure can bring out, and this head sculpt is fantastic. You mentioned like with Old Man Arnie when you've got wrinkles and folds, yeah. and how much more personality that gives a, a portrait. They've captured it here; they really did. If you look at the next sculpt, you know it's just incredible how realistic. The, the face and the neck are. Um, they just done a marvelous job. It helps that the glasses, you know, he tends to wear kind of big glasses, and so mm-hmm. they weren't forced to try to make super tiny uh, little glasses. They went with lenses in both pairs, so they have a, a very realistic look to them. Uh, they did a fantastic job on the teeth and the hair. It just It's just a really good-looking figure. They added a little padding. You know, it's a, sort of a normal outfit, but you can still screw up normal outfits if you make the collars too big or the zippers too big or the buttons yep. too big. You know, there's still ways to goof up a normal outfit. Uh, they did a nice Nice job here. They added a little padding to the torso. It doesn't make him fat, but it makes him more smooth. It kind of smooths out his upper body, so it's not so much of a V. Um, and and he just he's a great looking figure. Uh, he comes with a nice set of accessories. He comes with a director's chair with his name on it. Um, he's got a couple of extra hands. Uh, they're the the he's got a pair that are the Spidey. Um, um, uh, web firing pose yeah. uh, that he likes to do at conventions. Uh, he's got one with the finger pointing, which you see a lot of photos with him doing that too. Uh, and he's got a couple of gripping hands. He comes with a watch and he comes with a pen. It's not just any pen, of course. It's got to be a Mont Blanc um, because, you know, it's Stanley. It's and uh, what would be nice would is if we had gotten a couple of six scale comic books to go with it, you know? Yeah. But. Uh, they didn't give us any of those, so that was my one. I was a little bummed out about that, but this is a great figure. This is—he's—he's he's not super expensive. You can get him for around one ninety U.S. Um, he, he, as as Hot Toys figures go, that's pretty damn cheap. Um, I think it's interesting because I did when I reviewed him, I took some photos with him and. Um, Walter. Uh, Walter White, which is a great example because you got two guys who are wearing kind of the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, I like the way you can sit on the bench chair. Yeah, that. sitting on the bench next to each other. And you can really tell the difference in the outfit. I mean, the just the jacket is better tailored. It's a better fit. You know, the pants are better tailored and a better fit. The shoes aren't overly large. Uh, it's just, it's just a, he's a great looking figure. Yeah, him and Walter together make a great pair. Who did you get up displayed with? Uh, right now, he's uh, sitting by the table for shoots because I plan on using him in a lot in photos. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to put him with Donald Trump ones. Uh, one of them he'll have. Well, actually, he did a cameo in the Donald Trump, the last Donald Trump one I did, where Trump was using the Etch Sketch. Uh, it's Stan from the back who's using a laptop. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he'll make some cameos in various reviews, I but he's say, a figure. I highly recommend him. Highly recommend. I mean, I have to say that he's a figure I wasn't really that interested in, really, and stuff like that. But you know, see him in hand. He's, he's he is fun. I think he's for the diehard collectors, though, isn't he? Though he's really fun. well, he's and, something and, like I said that brings back like when you were a kid. He's just fun. He's not. He's not something that's like oh, you know, he's the epitome of perfect sex scale collections but he's a fun figure that you can have a good time with good stuff all right cool that's that's Stanley for we've got another hot toy before we go into our little exclusive what we got there that's it that was it actually that, that was, was it, it for the hot that was it for the hot toys okay so what we're going to do is now we're going to talk about star trek now we've been we've been yakking away for these for a while now and we had uh we had Dave Steven on who was representing Astarius at the time uh, a few episodes back so check that out that's a great interview uh, we hope to have him on again soon to talk about more more of these uh and these are the Star Trek uh, Spock and Captain Kirk from QMX and uh you have them yep. and I believe you are the first to review them and so. they uh went on uh, for pre-order last week so that would have been uh, today is the 3rd of July so late ju- late June they went up for pre-order uh, the exclusive versions are only available through the QMX website right okay so tell us tell, well, tell us about them first and tell us what to get alright so the, the um, you know everybody and their brothers done Kirk and Spock at one point or another and, and nobody has ever managed to pull off Kirk Nope. Uh, uh, there's been some nice attempts, you know, they've been close. And, you know, he's sort of like that Harrison Ford thing again, right? There's just something about him, or there's a lack of something about him that, that allows sculptors to nail it and you to, to catch his, you know, out of the corner of your eye and go, hey, that's, that's Kirk. Yeah. You know, you, you just never quite do that. If you look at them long enough, you know, some of the old Playmates figures, you can go, yeah, I can kind of see that looks like Kirk. But they've never, nobody's ever really nailed it this time now QMX if you recall their only thing they've released prior to this in 6 scale they've done a ton of really great collectibles over the years if you're into prop replicas they've done some amazing stuff there if you're into the replica ships they've done fantastic work in Star Trek and and Battlestar Galactic they've just some amazing stuff but this is the first foray uh, into 6 scale and the first figure they did was Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly Right. Um, they took forever to get that figure out. From the time they first showed it, I think it was two years, from the time they first showed it at Comic-Con until we finally got it to ship, and they had numerous problems. They're super picky about making sure everything comes out right, and they had uh, particularly a lot of trouble around what they thought was the proper head sculpt. And So in the end, you know, we reviewed uh, Malcolm Reynolds on the show a while back, and what they ended up doing was uh, they were still not happy with the head sculpt with the final shipments, so they had the head redone another time, and they packed both heads because they didn't want to go through and unpack everybody and put the heads back on. It seemed like a waste of time and money, so they just took the new head sculpts and packed them in with the figure. So you got two head sculpts for the price of one. Which was great. Uh, which was great because actually the one they didn't like looked more like uh, he does on, that Nathan Fillion looks like on Castle these days. Yeah. Um, so so you could actually make a castle, you know, custom out of the one. If you fancied. Uh, so it was a, it, it was a really solid release. It just took a long time. That was just a few months ago, and all of a sudden we've already got Kirk and Spock from them uh, from Trek, and both of them are excellent. Uh, they've done they've captured Kirk. Just, it's an amazingly good head sculpt. Now, both of them could use an improvement a bit 
on the on the paintwork. They've still got a little ways to go if they're going to reach that, you know, what we kind of consider that Hot Toys uh, epitome of, of high-quality paint applications and manufactured uh, level. But they're getting there. They're really close. And the Kirk and Spock uh, likenesses are dead on. They just really look fantastic, which is a huge selling point. As we said, we've never gotten yep. a Kirk at this level of quality before. They also, you know, these are only 180 bucks U.S. a piece for the regular version, so they're doing it at a much lower price than we're seeing with a lot of other uh, other people. They're doing it with a ton of extras. Of course, both Kirk and Spock come with the phaser and the, and the communicator. Uh, the communicator flips open, as you'd expect, and the, the lid, the little mesh lid, is actually metal. Yay. It's a little pressed metal mesh lid. Um, the, the, the phaser is a phaser is a type 1 and a type 2 with the one, you know, how the smaller phaser pops out. Um, it's held in place with a very good magnet. And then those magnets work with the pants so that you can put the either of the phasers on the hip. Oh, that's just nice. Just like on the show. Now, that's a nice touch. The communicator works that way too. Uh, now, what's interesting is, is that uh, there's also a belt. If you remember in the first season, they kind of had that cool-looking uh, belt that, that looked like a holster. It kind of had a V to the right, so it was narrower on the left of their body, and it was it dropped down on the right side of their body, yep. and that's where they would put the phaser, uh, in a lot, particularly in the first season. Um, um, the, the magnet works pretty well with the larger phaser on that belt. On the pants, it doesn't work quite as well. It, it tends to fall off. The, the magnet's not quite strong enough it, to make because the, the you know the larger phaser is not flat on the side, yeah. so it's not like the communicator and the smaller phaser, which snap right to the metal. Uh, it still works though, and it's a great idea. I mean, they went out of their way to come up with a way to, to solve it. The belts work well. I will I will point out that when I got mine, uh, the belts are different lengths, even though they look identical. Uh, Kirk has a little padding around the middle um, yeah. to match what Kirk had in real life, <laughs> um, and it doesn't really make. Again, it doesn't it isn't intended to make him look fat, but it makes him look uh, thicker. Well, yeah. it makes him look thicker, right? He doesn't thicker, have a super right. V at the middle. He looks like he did on the show. And so his belt is actually a little longer than Spock's. Yeah. Uh, and I, when I got mine, the belts were switched in the packages. So I'm hoping that's not a consistent issue. It was easy for me. I just ended up switching them. I mean, it's no problem. But I'm hoping if you just buy a Kirk, you don't end up with a Spock belt. Uh, particularly, you don't end up with a... Uh, with a, a, a Kirk belt with Spock, or a Spock belt with Kirk, because it won't fit. It's just it's not quite long enough. I mean, you sound like a pretty. I, I I love me Star Trek. I'm a diehard, but you you're you you're a, you sound like even a bigger Star Trek fan. Well, than I, I grew up on it, so yeah. 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 I remember, so, I was born in '61, so I, I didn't watch Kirk. I, you know, I was watching Batman. This is the same years as Batman was on, and I was more of a Batman little kid. But by the time it went into syndication, which was 69, 70, yeah. you know, I watched it every day uh, after school. It was just oh, well, I used to as well. I mean, growing up, I mean, in, in, late, in late 70s and early 80s, Star Trek was always on me, and that was my er my earliest TV memories are Star Trek. I went out and played Captain Kirk out in the yard. That's yeah. kind of what I did. That You know, you kind of did that. But uh, how did you know that the belts, my question was, how how do you know the belts are going to be different by just looking at them? That's, uh, that's I didn't. I hoped. <laughs> that's, I a geek. That's, a, that's a geek I, move, Mike. Yeah, I, since I had both figures, I said, oh, now, they, I, and I also 
assume. I always assume that they're not going to do something that stupid, right? That that they're going to make it. Now sometimes they do and they surprise you, but I always assume well there must be something else going on here. So when I pulled them out, I tried. I actually said, well, Kirk's belt's not fitting. So then what I did is I took uh, the belt off of Kirk and I got the one out of Spock's package and I laid them down and measured them next to each other. And sure enough, it's about an eighth of an inch, uh, and it's just uh, enough to make it so that the belt fits properly on Kirk. Well, there you go. I, I mean. Hopefully, it'll be on orders, but it's sure if it's if it's on orders, people can just change them out. It's no big deal that one. Yeah, and I'm sure QMX will make it right if you have a problem. They're really good about that, and, as, and so, as was shown with Rollins. So, so they both have a ton of hands too. Yeah, I mean they both have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think I think Kirk has ten, and Spock has eleven. Um, and then Kirk also has, um, you know, the one thing that they never managed to come up with on the original Star Trek. You know, that show is really prophetic. It 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 managed to to prophesized the end of print it uh, showed us what we can do with cell phones you know it 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 showed an, it, you know even motion activated doors it you know it it uh, predicted many things that we have to take yep. for granted today and yet they poor kirk still had to sign his name on that damn piece of whatever the hell that pad was she would bring it around every episode yep. they never explained what the hell he was signing but he always had to sign something <laughs> and so they give you one of those too. It's a little, you know, it's a little pad and a little yellow marker pen like thing that, you know, he can he can be annoyed with it as an action figure as well. Cool. Uh, so that's pretty much it for the regular Kirk. The special the, for twenty bucks extra for two hundred bucks you can get the exclusive version and it comes with the large blaster rifle. Oh, see, okay. I saw that, it a few times was... on the show. Yeah. It always looked like the most cumbersome thing to to use because the the uh, grip was f- so far forward on it. Mm-hmm. But it was still a pretty damn cool blaster rifle. So well, you can get that. It's very good. iconic. It's very iconic yeah. having that blaster. You remember it, even though it was only on a few times. Well, Spock has a bunch of hands too, and as I said, he's got the phaser and the communicator, but he also has the tricorder, which I had not expected this. But the tricorder, the top opens, as does the middle little drawer. Um, so you can see all the inner, you know, the, the where there would be the panel and the dials. Um, and it's really, the paint job is excellent. The detailing, the sculpt detailing is excellent. It's just really super impressive, uh, the amount of detail and effort they went through on all of these accessories. Um, the the Spock, of course, has a live long and prosper hand. He's got a Vulcan pinch hand. Uh, and he's got other hands that work nicely with the accessories, including uh, the Vulcan Lear. Which is, um, you know, the the uh, yeah the harp like instrument he played a few times on the show. Um, like I said, I the, my favorite time was when on uh, uh, Charlie X when uh, He's playing with Uhura. Yeah, Uhura was singing, and Charlie X didn't like that they were getting more attention than he was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he can. It's about the right scale. It looks great. It's got little nylon strings. Um, it's, it, everything about these is really outstanding. I'm, I'm just. Really, really happy with them. The costume, it's a basic costume, right? But they actually tailored it beautifully. Uh, it fits both of them nicely. Uh, it just The boots are a leather. They're not a plastic. Uh, so you get plenty of ankle articulation still out of them. They have a zipper in the, on the side. and they, you know, they, they ride up high enough on the calf so that you don't have any trouble with the, the leg getting exposed at the lower pants even when they're sitting down. So, yeah, it's just really a... They spend a lot of time on these, and it's obvious. Cool. How does he compare to Malcolm Reynolds? Either of these? Are oh, they're they, uh, both better than Malcolm Reynolds. Right. You know, they're they've shown that they they are making improvements. Like I said, the one area I would like is if they could improve on the on the paint a bit more. Um, yeah. But really, that's you know 
that's even the bodies are are you know are well articulated and solid. There's no there's no loose joints. There's no floppiness. So and this is good stuff from QMX. Now that you know, we're hoping we can get quite a bit more of the bridge crew. We know that they've already shown off a next generation Picard um, as well. So I suspect that at San Diego in a couple of weeks we're going to see some some other good stuff from QMX. Oh, I did not know about this, uh, the next generation Picard. Oh, I didn't. I haven't seen that yep, yet. Yep. They showed that off last year at San Diego. Oh, very nice. Oh, that, that'd be very nice. Now, here, here's a bit of a geek question. Are there... Do you see the, the, the seals on the plastic on the head? I know you... I, I'm looking at your pictures here on mwctoys.com that you can see a, you can see the, 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 the seams along, like, the hands. That's that's fine. Are they on the head? No, you don't see any seam on the head. No seams at all on the head. Oh, that's good. See, that 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 makes a lot of difference because even, even Interbay had seams. Yeah, on, on on their stuff as good as good as they were, they still had seams. Hot Toys was the only company I saw that didn't have seams. What I mean by seams, ladies and gentlemen, is like on all pretty much toys, you will can see that when it's like a molded plastic, you can see where obviously the two halves come together, and just that little seam right down the center of the mold. You, yeah, if you look at my photos, there's that one that shows Kirk looking at the little pad, and so you can kind of see the whole left right side of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now oh, there you go. Good, good. Oh, that's great. Cool. Because sometimes you just can't tell in photographs that they're a bit, bit so. But that's really good. Because that's a that to me is a sign of a quality. I know that sounds a little bit geeky and a bit bit bit, bit serious, but that to me is if you don't have seams, they're like okay, you guys are kind of touching another level there now. Because even Interbay couldn't 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 manage it. And as I said, I haven't opened a Star Race figure, much to my annoyance. I, I had because I'm I'm just not into Harry Potter. I have them here. I have some of my box samples here and stuff. But I actually haven't opened and felt a Star Race figure. But yeah. I will when uh, we get the Marlon Monroe. And, uh, the other nice thing about these is that that while you know we all want at least McCoy and preferably Uhura and Chekhov, Sulu, and Scotty, yeah, uh, you can live with Kirk and Spock. You're happy. You're happy with. Kirk you know what and I mean? You, you, that's the iconic pair. You absolutely have to have the two of them. Um, so if you didn't get any more, you could still you could still say you were okay with them on your shelf. Now, not to pit anything against each other around the lab, but how do you think these compare to... I suppose it's not really a fair comparison. How do you think like the Spock compares to the Mezco Spock? Uh, well, they're very similar in quality. Cool. I, I, that's how I would compare them. I mean, one, you're not going to be able to have you know, tricorders at the same level of, of uh, detail uh, in a six-inch figure as you do here. But both uh, are similar. So, similar but both are, you know, if you take scale into consideration... Cool. That's cool. Off oh, because I'm 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 really dubious which. And I'm really going. looking forward to the Mezco Kirk. I want to see if they can if they can nail it as well. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure I'm very excited for the whole Mezco line there. It's very very exciting. And again, these these QMX ones are great. Uh, I mean, I saw a picture on their thingy where it looked like a, 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 a captain's chair. Yeah, they were talking about releasing that. And there was like like a few blurred pictures and a few pictures of uh, of the captain's chair. And I'm like, oh, that would. Be yeah, they're nice. talking about releasing that. That would be nice. That'd be nice. If I suspect if they again. get enough, and I do suspect they'll get some some a lot of interest in this pair, especially at the hundred and eighty dollar price point. I mean, you're not getting figures of this quality at that price point very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, you get a picture of the packaging here as well. There's as well, which is kind of like a quite a simple design, but it's got like the outline, uh, kind of artwork, the outline of the NCC one seven zero one. Oh, Oh, lovely one seven zero one, and then a kind of a image of the figure on the back. Lovely stuff. Yeah, uh, I I can't wait to see these in hand. Actually, these um, hopefully the store will get them, get them in, so I can see them actually in hand. And I'm going to try and get them myself if I can. All right then. So well, let's go on to another bunch of views. We'll have we'll come we'll come to Sons of Anarchy in a bit. But uh, what we'll do is now we'll actually take a commercial break, kids. So we'll come back to you in a few minutes. 
Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. Domestic and international packages ship daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. And we're back. Okay, cool. So let's get on with some uh, some Star Race now. You got some nice Star Race samples in, Mike. What have you got? Uh, we have both uh, Hagrid and Dumbledore. Yay! Um, they came in uh, right on top of each other, practically. Um, and both of these are going with the rooted hair, sculpted beard concept, which we are seeing more and more of. Yeah. Uh, with this, with especially with these big, huge, hairy beards, uh, I think it works well with both of these guys. I thought it worked well with Saruman. I know that some people are really just um, against it, um, you know. Period. They don't like the look. Uh, I think it works well with both of these. It particularly works well with Hagrid, even though um, it's a little tough to give him some bangs, which kind of annoys me. Uh, Hagrid tended to have bangs. Right, yeah. he usually had kind of a floppy-looking thing on his, over his forehead, uh, and you can't really do that because they've been rooted. The hair's been rooted so that it kind of combs backwards from the forehead. Uh, <laughs> but you can work with it and get it at least on the sides where where I was happy with it. Um, what what works is the color matches pretty well between the hair and the beard, as does sort of the the soft curl of both of them. Uh, they gave this rooted hair kind of a, 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 a soft curl to it, and then the, yeah. the sculpted hair obviously has that. So uh, I think it looks fine together. I think that it, the color works, the, the paint works. You know, there's enough gloss to the beard that it sort of matches the nylon glossiness of the hair. Um, so I think it looks great. He does have way too small of a nose. Um, you know, I kept comparing him to photos, and it's, it, it, that's, that's, I think, where they missed it. He's got this little tiny nose that is not really uh, appropriate to the character. Oh, Otherwise, is... though, I think they, they did a good job with the eyes and the mouth, and the, the expression is fairly neutral but still has some life to it. Because it was pretty cool that what they did with it came along and they asked fans, didn't they? And actually presented them with the options of of the hair, and th- these were the choices. Yeah, given out. yeah. And then they did they did try a rooted beard. I mean, we saw some photos of that, but every time I've seen one of those, it looks like he's got some kind of giant animal stuff glued to his face. <laughs> yeah. It just it just doesn't. They they haven't got there yet. Nobody has got there yet. I think. Um, yeah. But this works for the time being. He's a big figure. Uh, he's a big figure. He's expensive. I think he was. Between, depending on whether you got the exclusive, the deluxe version or not, I think the deluxe was close to 380 US yeah. and the regular was 330 maybe. Yeah. And the difference between the two is the, the regular comes with uh, some nice accessories. He comes with a light up uh, lantern, which is great for Hagrid. He had that a lot. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I'm uh, he comes at with there. the oh, cage and, and he comes with another, uh, you know, a reuse uh, of Harry's owl uh, and a cage for the owl. Uh, he comes with. Um, um, his his umbrella, which is technically his wand, uh, and the um, 
uh, and a few hands. He didn't have any uh, extra left hands, which kind of bugged me. He just only has the one uh, gripping uh, left hand. But he did come with a couple extra right hands, so you can grab a few of the different accessories depending on which ones you wanted to use. The deluxe also comes with um, uh, Fang, the the dog, the dog. Uh, which He's seems. When when I got him out and I and I put him next to Hagrid, I thought, "Holy crap, he's tiny." Um, then I put him next to Harry, and it didn't seem as bad. And then I actually looked at some photos, and the reality is, he's a regular dog. I forget that name of that dog. That's a, uh, oh, it's a some sort of hound. Yeah, I can't think of the name. Some bloodhound. <laughs> some kind of some country, right? That's the name of the. I can't think of it right now. But anyway, I looked at some actual photos of him, and he's that dog. I mean, he's not like some special, unusual, huge, magical dog. He's just a big, normal dog. Um, and so when I looked at photos where he was actually with Hagrid on screen, it wasn't that far off. Um, he is actually a lot smaller than my my foggy memory had made him. So, um, I, and he also comes with a crossbow with a with a bolt for it. Um, he's a good figure. He's he's big. He's he's again. He's he, they went with a new body <laughs> instead of just trying to pad uh, an older body. The torso is new, and so you know he's got that normal uh, roundness to his belly. Um, got the big boots. He's a good looking figure. I, I really like him. He's, he's not the best they've done, but he's 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 well worth adding into the collection with the with the kids. Yeah, I think you, you, if you're Harry Potter, I think he's kind of the one you need to get. The dog yeah, is yeah, like it. Look, look at the pictures here. Of the dog, the dog is like his big old chain around his neck. Yeah, and they they did both the collar and the chain. There you go. And lovely packaging there, as always, by Starry Staff. Amazing. Yeah, stuff. I wonder Amazing. who did. I, I don't know. He's a genius, whoever he is. Okay, so on to the next one. Uh, we'll go on to uh, Dumbledore. Now, while Hagrid might not have been the best they've ever done, Dumbledore's pretty damn close. Right. Uh, Hermione is still great, my favorite. Man. But man, Dumbledore is, this looks great. Again, we got an old guy, so you get to work with a lot of the, the wrinkles and the aging in the face that give you a lot. Of, uh, the hair, they've done a really fine, thin hair that, that looks terrific, even with the sculpted beard. One of the advantages is even when you look at people, um, beards tend to be darker than their hair. Part of yeah. that, I think, is just the natural reflections of the light and light passing through your hair, which it doesn't because the beard's against your body. Um, and, and I think that plays to the effect here. You can have the hair where it looks a little lighter than the beard does, and it still works. Both of them, you know, they've done a really fine detailing on the sculpted beard, so I think it matches up well. Uh, the glasses are a permanent part of his face, just like they were with Harry, which I think is a smart move. You can adjust them a little. They are metal, so you can, you know, you can slide them a little bit up and down his nose. Not much, but you can also make sure that they're even from eye to eye. Um, He's lovely, man. I, 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 this, is my, actually, this is my first time seeing it. In. That's the first time I've seen the box. I actually haven't seen the final box. Is there any, yeah, any you were looking for photos for that. And you came up with a good one. Yeah, there you go. That's a, that, that, that's a nice one there. Is, 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 the, is it shiny? Is it spot varnished? Because I didn't mean it to be spot varnished. Is it still shiny? Because I can't tell with the, with the, with the picture. With the, with the, is there, is yeah, it's still the body. He's still uh, the gloss, and then the rest of the box is the mat. Are those little things gold in the corner? Uh, Are they a spot gold? I think so, yeah. I think so. They're meant meant to be a spot gold. This is the thing that takes ages to do this kind of stuff. He's an awesome looking figure, Mike. He comes with uh, a few things. Uh, This, again, this is the deluxe version. There's a regular version and a deluxe version. Uh, The deluxe version, both versions have a couple of different hands. You know, they have their usual half a dozen hands designed to work with the different accessories. uh, he has his wand, which we've seen before, the same wand that came with Voldemort, of course, because it is the wand. Um, he has the sort of uh, of Gryffindor, Godric's, Godric's sword. It could be a little better. It's an entirely plastic sword, and it looks a little plasticky. 
Um, mm. But that, that was the one accessory I thought that they that kind of fell a little short of what we're normally used to with them. Yeah. Um, he has his cup, which looks good, and he has a hand that holds it nicely. Uh, it's about the right size and scale. Nicely sculpted cup. And um, the, the Deluxe has four extra things. Uh, I thought there was only two, but a closer inspection, I figured out there was four. Uh, the two obvious things is he comes with Fox and his large perch. So Fox is a separate piece. You put him on the perch with his little gripping claws, uh, and he looks great on it. The perch is, is sturdy enough to hold him without any trouble at all. Nothing's going to fall over or tilt. He sits up there just perfectly, and his tail lays against the back of the perch so that there's no problem with him tipping one way or the other. It just looks, and he looks great. The paint job, again, he could be a little better on the paint job, but I think the sculpt was nice. Um, uh, they, they did a nice job with Fox, and he is kind of critical if, you're, if you've got uh, Dumbledore, who I almost call Gandalf just now. He's wicked. I'm actually really impressed with him. I really, I really, really, really am impressed with him. He's a lovely yeah, looking figure. The deluxe has the has two rings on his hand, on one of the hands, which I thought were sculpted on, but then figured out no, they're actually removable. No uh, way. I ended, I ended up putting one of the rings back on the wrong finger. Um, but I don't know. I, I am a little confused by the rings. I don't remember the Richard Harris version ever wearing rings. I know. I know that the 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 Gambone. Uh, Dumbledore did, had rings on. But I don't remember the Richard Harris version ever wearing rings. The ring with the black stone, one of them has a black stone, which is that, you know, what you might think is that uh, the one Horcrux, but it's not because it's a silver ring and not a gold ring. So I'm not exactly sure what the point of the rings were, but they only come with the deluxe version. Now that material that they have as well in his jacket looks really nice. Yes, That's it's, not very, what it's a very velvety material, while yeah. the inner robes are more of a satiny along with his pants. It kind of looks like pajamas. I'm telling you, man, that this... He's a, a nice figure. And then he also has a light-up feature. He comes with a small uh, stone base uh, that is sort of a tabletop type. It doesn't stand all the way up to his waist. It's just a small tabletop stone base that lights up, and then uh, it has the little... Uh, um, uh, the, the, the crystal ball, which sits on the three elephants. Yeah. Um, saw that in the... I remember that best from the poster. There was a poster that has him in front of that. Um, and, and it lights up nicely. Do not look at it when you turn it on. It is very bright LED. And it's it, it, speaking of LEDs and light features that are easy to work with, this is yeah. an example. The bottom, you just you just you don't have to unscrew anything. The, the battery compartment, you turn it and it opens up. Put the two batteries in. You turn it to close it. You turn it a little further, it turns on. You turn it back a little ways, it turns off. Really easy to work with. That's nice. That's good. That's really good to know. So I mean, overall, he's a great figure. He looks, you know, good with the hat on. He looks good with the hat off. Although hat on is, you know, within this costume is really the way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm you got some lovely pictures of him here. Actually, you got a lovely picture of him here looking down at the light and the little the light from the crystal ball and the elephant thingy going up on him. He's the, 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 he's got nice discoloration on his skin as well. You know, interesting old man type. Yep. Pock, yep. He's got that old man. Kind of the freckles and the kind of sun they still, Like I said with QMX, they still got a ways to go with the paint. The sculpt is great. Uh, you know, he's got a nice texturing. He's got nice wrinkling. Uh, they went kind of with a wash that, that uh, gets in the wrinkles a little too much. So it kind of looks dirty instead of highlighted. Right. Uh, okay. It it does seem like they do have one or two more paint apps, though. Than yeah. Than Q than QMX. Because again, this this is like a labor cost thing. It's like the more paint yep. apps, it's more people along the line, and boom, 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 boom. You got one person to do a base color, another person to do highlights, and that's you know that tends to be it from other from other figures. But something like Hot Toys looks like they got like five or six people working on it, you know, mm. or just one poor dude. <laughs> 
driven nuts. He's a lovely looking figure as Dumbledore. Lovely looking figure. So yeah, he's he's up there with you know I I'd say Hermione's still my favorite, but but he is right up there. And I can tell you now that man uh, Starius has got some really good licenses coming up. I'll tell you that now. They've got some. Uh, they've, I've had to do a few. Yeah, I bat- suspect that uh, San Diego will be. Um, we'll see a lot of good stuff. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll see some good stuff. I don't know about seeing some good stuff at at, at San Diego in terms of like thingy models, but I had to do some banners for them for uh, for their the big uh, convention in um, Singapore, mm-hmm. in Shanghai, Singapore, Shanghai, Singapore. It was in Singapore, and uh, I had so. to do I had to do a big license, uh, a particular TV licenses. And it is a group, and uh, I think I think it's it's it's. I was like, no way, you guys got that. That is awesome. I hope we get to work on those. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, and I, it's up 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 and up for some of these new companies, man. QMX and Starius, man. Everyone's kicking it out lately, man. And we're about to step into a new company now. That's the, again. That's this, and this is their official first foray into this uh, whole thing. And again, these are these are friends of mine, and, and again, clients of mine as well that I that I work for, and and currently am actually doing the packaging for these. But you managed to get sent some exams, uh, some advanced samples, even without the packaging. That which I did. Yep, these go up for uh, pre-order uh, July 10th, so they go up. Uh, I'm assuming uh, people will be hearing this about that same time. So it's Sunday the 10th, they should go up for pre-order uh, or the 11th. Uh, okay. They'll be announcing them on the 10th. They had these figures at Comic Con a couple years ago. Um, it's been a while since they announced this license, uh, mm-hmm. but again, like most companies trying to break into the six-scale market, PCS, Pop Culture Shock, has been doing a really, really good job of making sure they're happy with this first release. Uh, they don't want to put junk out uh, you know, when they're first trying to... Well, you never want to put junk out, but you certainly nope. don't want to do it when you're first trying to break into a new market. And and for those of you who haven't bought Pop Culture Shock stuff before, they do some, some fantastic stuff. I mean, uh, they're quarter-scale statues, Statues are just beautiful. They do full-size uh, busts that are gorgeous. They, they they have been in the collectibles market forever. I uh, have. I am surrounded by four of them. Five of their things right now. Masters of the Universe. I, I got all their quarter-scale Masters of the Universe stuff. Yep. And I, I so yeah. So they they really wanted to make sure they did a fantastic job here. Um, and, and and Clay and Jax is the first. You know the the pair uh, are their first release. Uh, and they they are really again for a first release they are really excellent figures. Uh, Actually, the head can sculpts, I interrupt you for a sec, Mike? Can sure. I just interrupt you? Can you do me a favor? You because you can you put that link up so I can see connect so I can see them just on the window there so I can see them when, when, while we're talking. Uh, that link because you, your I know your page isn't up at the moment while we're recording this, folks. Mike, we we got to keep it on the DL for now because this is recorded a few weeks before or like two weeks before you're hearing it now. So um, let me find it here for you. Let me just pop it in. So Mike is like a page like ready for his review, and it'll be released. Uh, all right, should uh. be. Okay, so you got uh, Clay and Jax. Now I have a, a, a. I am not a massive Sons of Anarchy fan, but uh, I know enough about the show, and I have a niece, Amy. Hi, Amy. She'll never watch this or listen to this. Um, <laughs> who is a massive, massive, massive Sons of Anarchy fan. Uh, and uh, I had her look at uh, the figures, and her assessment of the sculpts were they were dead balls on. Cool. So I'm assuming that's a good thing. Um, the, the I like the the clay a little better than the jacks. Clay actually comes with two head sculpts. He comes with a regular one, and then he comes one with the bandana on. Uh, both have kind of a gruff, no nonsense expression. Yes, they do. Uh, Clay is good, but I would have liked to have seen a little more detail in the hair. Uh, it looks a little um, flat 
uh, and not as much stranding. Uh, I will, I, to give him credit, uh, Amy told me that that is pretty much what his hair looked like. It does, it season. does. I did watch the first season in the last yeah. week because we doing so, the boxes. So it's not that yeah. far off. But it would have been, I thought that could have lost a little more in detail. Um, the, if I had one thing to change on these, uh, it would be the bodies. The, the bodies need to be a little better. They were a little bit of a, um, uh, they're functional. Uh, they're the kind of bodies you see a lot with like ZCWO. Um, they, they, who are they? Uh, you don't know those guys. They did like a Mr. Bean and. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're kind of this, the standard, um, small company body, right? They have the articulation, uh, but they're just not quite as fluid and, and, uh, well-designed as like a true type is. Right. Okay. okay. So they could, they could use a little better. There was a little floppiness in the, in the knees and, uh, the hips and the ankles. Uh, nice thing about doing an early review like this is I was able to talk to them about that before, uh, you know, everything was done. So they were, that's one of the quality things they're trying to make sure that the production figures uh, avoid. Cool. Um, the tattoos look fantastic. They have all the tattoos like you would expect. Uh, the paint job, again, as we said, like with QMX, it's getting there. It's not quite at the level of Hot Toys, but it's it's certainly better than what we would have seen from a you know a company coming into the market just two or three years ago. So they're coming uh, in hot then. Yeah, they're coming in well. Uh, the outfits are great, the, especially the the cuts, their their vests. Yeah, uh, they look fantastic. The patches all look great. They're all you know glued on, straight and even and tight. Um, just a, they're again great looking figures. Tons of accessories. Uh, these have um, a, a nice assortment of hands. Uh, both of them have the appropriate sunglasses. Uh, they have hands that are both gloved and bare. When they have the bare hands, they have the rings on. Uh, uh, Jax has a cigarette. Clay has a cigar. They have an appropriate hand to hold those. They have uh, th- two or three guns a piece. Um, they have you know both machine guns and handguns, which is interesting because at San Diego. A couple years ago, there was a bit of a brouhaha. Uh, somebody from Sony, or uh, I think Sony owns them. It's Fox. Uh, it's Fox. Either it was either Fox or FX uh, were not happy about having weapons with them. I think it was one of the old. Oh, those are toys. We can't put guns with those. Oh, and so at the time, there was a bit of a brouhaha over it. Thankfully, cooler heads prevailed, and we got the appropriate guns with these. Good. Uh, uh, so yeah, they look fantastic. I'm really happy with both of them. I think that that you know I don't know what uh, they have both have the K bar knives. They have a they have both have a wallet, an actual wallet that goes in their pocket, and they have a chain that goes from the wallet to their to their pants. Uh, all of the small details. Uh, Clay has a watch. It's just it's really nice, nice. A lot of attention to detail, and again, coming in at a reasonable price. When I when I did this review, they weren't quite set, but again, it's going to be around that two hundred dollar two hundred dollar mark. Um, which, considering the the complexity of the vests uh, and all of the accessories, is is pretty solid. Yeah, they're nice looking figures, man. I mean, as I said, I literally just started watching the uh, the series like two weeks ago, so I kind of plowed through them like one a night because I've been doing the boxes for them and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good it's a good show. I can see why it's popular. I mean, it it, it is over now, so I just hope that uh, these these will be these will be popular enough. But as far, look, my 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 friend Dan, for instance, he's dead and keen and getting them. So I guess it's still a very popular show. And it yeah, and I don't know. It would be great that if we got a bunch more from them, but I don't know that we'll get a lot more in yeah. this line. But it is just in general for six scale collectors. It's another company that is doing great work that should be able to come up with some really good licenses. Yeah, that's no, it's exciting times ahead, man. Well, we'll we'll hopefully have uh, Jerry on from 
uh, from uh, Pop Culture Shock on pretty soon, and as a, as a time when the time comes closer to maybe these being released. And when are these being released fully? Uh, they'll go on on sale on the tenth. The tenth. Yep, pre-orders go up on the tenth. The pre-orders go up, but when will when will it actually be released? Well, I'm assuming they won't take very long. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gotten this pair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's they true, won't. They true. won't. It, it, again, like the Trek stuff. Uh, they didn't put them up for pre-order until like four weeks before they would start shipping. Which is, they which didn't, is, they which didn't is really want to nice. put a bunch. It's really nice. Yeah, these so I would Staris assume that, that they'll well. start shipping within a month or so. That's it's, it's a really cool thing. That's because Staris do that as well. You know, there's a, yep. sh- a short gap. This Hot Toys man waiting a year, like, and you know, sometimes over a year. I mean, how long we're we waiting for Drax? You know, yeah, how, I'm still how, waiting. And still, and he's still he's he's still not here. And it looks like they've they've finally maybe releasing that Millennium Falcon <laughs> cockpit that they were talking about. And that we saw that when everyone went nuts for so yeah that's not up for pre-order yet no it's not up for pre-order yet and it looks like the Batmobile sixties uh, Batmobile is probably not going to happen because that still isn't up for pre-order yep so I mean you know and and that, uh, the Iron Man Mark forty five I got man he he was on pre-order for like a year before I got him so yeah. he was he was up for ages as well so does I I don't like the long ways because I mean from a business point of view it's an odd maneuver because. For me, you kind of strike while the iron is hot, while something is really kind of interesting. It's a different story, maybe TV shows like Sons of Anarchy, for instance, because that that now has obviously got new life again now on Netflix. So a lot of these shows gonna end up on Netflix and then they get a rejuvenation again, kind of thing. Like like me starting to watch, and I'm like I'm I'm enjoying the show, and I'm like oh these I, I might might keep these figures actually when I get my samples and stuff because I like the show. But um, I, I, it, the, the long waiting period, man, I, I, I don't like it all. I do like that these newer companies, the Pop Culture Shock, QMXs, and Star Aces are, are banging out these figures, like giving, the, giving us a nice prototype and nice interaction with fans and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I quite like that. I quite like companies, you know, like QMX, like, you know, they, they put the head in, they put the extra head in, then switch it out and, to give people the option, you know? Because obviously yep. there, were, cause there, there was some back and forth with fans and which head was better, wasn't there? Over, mm-hmm. over, over the thingy. So I think I think that's really, really cool that these companies are, are kind of interacting more. And I guess they kind of can too because A, these are American-based companies as well. You know, right. although, actually, no, I take that back. I'm, I'm talking baloney. Star Race aren't American. Yeah, no. Star Race isn't. I'm, I'm talking baloney. I take that sentence entirely back. I would edit that out if I could be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. All right, folks, that appears to be the end of our show. Now, if you guys have any questions or comments at all, please do email me, eamon at eamonart.com. You can catch Mike on his website. And again, all of all the photographs are on, on your devices while you're listening. And But if you want to see bigger, more expansive pictures, you go to nwctoys.com and Mike Crawford's on there. And his email address will just be on there as well. Should you want to email him? And uh, that's it. That's it for our episode 30 of our podcast. And uh, Mike, would you like to wish our listeners good night or good evening, good morning? Would you have a case, yeah, maybe? Everybody have a, a good whatever is left of your day. <laughs> everyone have a good whatever is left of your day. Good evening, folks. Good morning, folks. And good night. <laughs>